Hey, my name is Dave Hind, and I have the honor of filling in for Bob and Justin's uh, this morning. And so glad you could make it. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Hope you guys have had a, a good weekend. Um, but I'm really excited to be with you here this morning. So I want to go ahead and I want to address the elephant in the room um, for folks that are watching this on Facebook Live. The camera adds 10 pounds. Just <laughs> thought I'd go ahead and say that now. And I know my friend Jacob Kimball's at home going, geez, Dave, how many cameras are on you? <laughs> so I just want to go ahead and address that. Um, but we're going to continue today with um, the series that we've been looking at, um, All Things New. And if you haven't been with us, uh, it's really been enjoyable just taking a look at, you know, someday our world, our earth, uh, us, ourselves, it will all be made new and be made right. And uh, so it's been really, really encouraging. And I'm excited about today. Um, There's a little plot twist in this. Just thought I'd go ahead and say that. So um, as I was preparing this, I'm like, man, it's kind of a little plot twist with this. So anyway, super excited to be with you all today. There was a time when everything was perfect and it was just right. And I don't know if you've ever had some of those moments in your life when maybe you're with good friends or family and you almost don't want to move or say anything because it's like, oh my gosh, this just feels perfect. Well, it was like that in the Garden of Eden and it was like that all day, every day. It was just perfect. It was full of glory, full of beauty. It was bursting with anticipation. And we were whole, and we were perfect, and we were unashamed. And our days were filled with beauty and excitement and purpose, and it was glorious. It was glorious. But unfortunately, Eden was vulnerable. There was something sinister and dark in the shadows. Enemies of heaven Satan and his minions were at work, and they tempted Adam and Eve with the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I want to stop there for a second. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Like before this, there wasn't even this knowledge of evil, right? It didn't even exist. There wasn't really any good because there was no contrast. It, just, it was just all good. It was all perfect. But there was this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Adam and Eve were tempted by Satan, and they ate the fruit, and everything changed. Evil entered our world. And I, I was thinking about evil and, like, what evil is. And I was doing some research and looking at Scripture and talking with some friends. We were talking about, like, what's the difference between sin and evil? And we were kind of looking at all these things. And um, I came just to mind a verse that I I had memorized a long time ago, John 10.10. And, yeah, Billy's got that up there for us. Um, And Jesus is talking. It's in red letters if you have one of those kind of Bibles. And he's describing the evil one, okay? And he he calls him the thief. And Satan has lots of different names. The uh, prince of darkness. It's like a roaring lion. The father of lies. And here, Jesus calls him a thief. And he says that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. 
Okay, now I want to concentrate on the beginning of that verse. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. The malicious intent of that with evil, okay? There's malice. He's meant, he wants to hurt us. <laughs> he wants to destroy us. There's, there's malice there. And if you think about that, if you look at things that have been stolen from us by evil, our innocence, our trust, because of hard things we've been through, our very hearts have been stolen. Um, and if you look at the idea of kill, you look at violence and war, and you look at addictions that literally kill and take people's lives. These are evil things and destroy, destruction. You know, the destruction of our hopes, of our dreams, of our hearts. You know, there's nothing more, I guess, sadder than seeing someone whose heart has just really been destroyed by the evils of this world. Um, and I know that probably um, a lot of you have gone through some really difficult, really difficult times. I want to just acknowledge that. I, I get that. You know, I had a friend of mine that was, uh, he had this event in his life. And man, it just really sent him reeling, okay? And he had this event and um, he was having a hard time getting past this. And you kind of heard that saying like, hurting people hurt others. Well, this was that case. He wasn't handling this in a godly way at all. And his anger was hurting those people around him, okay? This event really sent him reeling. And he was talking with the spiritual mentor of his. And he was kind of telling a spiritual mentor, like, I don't know, I'm, just, I'm struggling with this. Like, I'm having a hard time getting past this. Man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And a spiritual mentor said this to him. And I thought this was really interesting. He said, you need to understand that Satan was going for your jugular through this event. That this event... Satan wasn't trying to bloody your nose, give you a fat lip, rough you up a little bit, that the enemy was bent on destruction in your life. Like this was meant to destroy you and your family. This was meant to take you out. And it gave him a whole new perspective on kind of what was going on. And you know, we are a world at war and our heart is central in that war. But that's evil. I don't want to talk about evil the whole time, but that's evil, right? That's evil. Um, you know, and sometimes when evil is having its way, I don't know if you've seen like those movies when evil is kind of winning out for a short period of time. Like I can hardly look at it. <laughs> it just hurts, right? Um, and I was talking with a good friend the other day. And he had this particular situation that was difficult for him. And he said this. I thought this was interesting. He's like, it's almost like I put a black screen in front of this part of my life. Like, it just, I don't know how to, my heart doesn't really know how to deal with this particular part of my life. And it's like I just kind of put a black screen in front of it. And I was like, I just kind of nod. I was like, yeah, no, I get that. Like, our heart doesn't know how to handle evil sometimes. And we're like, oh, yes, Lord, vanquish evil. Please vanquish evil. And make it soon. Make it soon. You know, I think for some people, 
and I know I've had this in my life at times, the evil in this world and the evil in, that's happened to you in your own life has left you so wounded that it's caused you to lose faith or to begin to lose faith in God, right? Or maybe has stopped people from trusting God in the first place. And I think we need to recognize that as believers, that there's some people that there's been this evil in their life and it's caused them to really doubt. And I think sometimes we underestimate that. And probably people here in this room, you've been so hurt by evil that has happened in your life, it's left you wandering spiritually. And I get that. You know, that's legitimate. I think sometimes we need to kind of pause and just be like, man, that, this has been difficult to reconcile with God. And so that is a question that I want to ask uh, of you guys today. What is it? Why do you think evil leaves us doubting God? Why do you think evil can sometimes leave us doubting God, questioning God? Give you a sec to maybe kind of ponder that. Yeah, Randy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, scriptures are clear that God does have authority over evil, so why, why is this going on? Yeah, no, that's, that's a legitimate question, for sure. Yeah, anybody else? Thought on that. Why does evil sometimes leave us questioning God? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it, it seems like, it appears as though the evil like makes sense. Yeah. No, good. Yeah. The farther we go away from God, the, the closer we get to evil. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. Okay, good, yeah. Evil's, evil's intent is to separate us from God, and so that just separates us, we get further away, and it, yeah, that's good, yeah. No, that's very insightful. Thank you, yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Yeah. Just saying that sometimes we can't see kind of how the whole story is going to play out, right? That God maybe wants to redeem it, didn't want it to happen, but wants to redeem it and wants to see the story play out in our lives and wants to use it for something good, but we can't see that. Yeah, no. Those are all great. Those are all great. Yeah, but I just, I think that the reality is sometimes it leaves us like that. So today what I want to do, though, is I want us to give us a little different view of all of it, okay? I want us to see beyond evil 
to something better, to something brighter. I want us to look kind of beyond, all right, today. So what I want to do is offer a little different perspective. Um, Because sometimes we need to see beyond, right? We need to see a little further to have hope. Um, My wife was on a trip with my daughter and some of her friends. They actually went to Iceland. Um, And they were there on a trip. And from the moment they landed, it was cloudy. It was kind of misting. And the fog was kind of socked in. Okay? And I've got it. Yeah, like you can kind of see there. That's some of the, yeah, it's just kind of socked in, right? And my daughter and some of her friends, you know, they were kind of going along that day. Um, and I think, yeah, that's Haley. That doesn't look like a lot of fun, does it? Like, hey, having this great time in Iceland. <laughs> so, but that's kind of how it was for a little while. It was foggy. You couldn't see anything. But Karen had been to Iceland before. She knew the beauty of this country. She knew what lied beyond, what was beyond the clouds and the fog. She knew it. They did it. And so, honestly, there were times when it was like, why are we even here? You know, there's kind of this grumbling. My wife was kind of laughing about all the grumbling going on. You know, there was some kind of like Iceland sucks kind of stuff, you know, being said. And, um, you know, I think the, the weariness from travel, the bad weather, the low visibility kind of left them going like, oh, my gosh, why are we, why are we even here? So, but they went ahead and they went to this um, canyon, and it was still, everything was still socked in. But Karen was like, let's look, let's just go, because Karen had been to this canyon. We're like, let's just go, let's just keep walking. Well, finally, the fog begins to lift a little bit. The sun starts to peek out, and you get this. This is what was beyond (laughs) the clouds and the fog. And we've got one more. And you can't really even see it, but that's, you can barely see in the middle. That's Haley going like this, kind of like standing in this canyon with her arms open like this. So she kind of went from this Iceland sucks. What are we doing here? To, this is unbelievable. I can't even believe this. You know, I think if there hadn't been somebody on the journey saying, hey, just a little bit further, trust me, it's going to be worth it. You're going to be so glad that you stayed on this journey. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be miraculous. And I think they would have just been in their Airbnb drinking coffee and talking about how crappy Iceland was if there hadn't been somebody going, just stay with me, guys, just a little bit further. Well, I hope that's kind of what the scriptures can do for us today a little bit, can point us to the hope that is, is beyond You know, sometimes I wonder if we lose hope when all we can see are the clouds and the evil. If we haven't been paying attention, or maybe we haven't heard what lies beyond. The storyline of good overcoming evil is written on our hearts. It's written on our hearts, guys. The story of good overcoming evil. And if all things are to be made new, 
on earth and in our lives, Satan and his armies must be destroyed and never allowed back again. Okay? Say that again. If all things are going to be made new in our world and in our lives, then Satan and his armies must be destroyed and never allowed in again. And that is the case. We're going to see it in Scripture. I want to go, and we don't, you don't have to put it up there, Billy, but back to the verse that we read, John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. But the second part of that is Jesus saying, but I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Jesus was talking about life here on this earth, but for, for us to live life to the full, really to the full, evil must be destroyed. And that was part of that. Us living life to the full is the destruction of evil. Man, something resonates in our hearts when we hear that. Doesn't it? That evil will be destroyed forever. We won't have to deal with it again in our lives. Can you imagine our wounds being healed not dealing with the pain? What evils, accusations, atrocities are you looking forward to just seeing gone for good? Uh, there's a verse in Revelations 20. It says this. And just before we get going, Gog and Magog were two demons that were directly opposed to the people of God. So as we read that, that that's who that is. It says, when the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and to gather them for battle. In number, they are like the sand on the seashore. They marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God's people, the city he loves. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beasts and the false prophet had been thrown, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. <laughs> they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Evil is vanquished. That is the story. That is the destiny of our lives. And that is good news for us today. Well, that's it. That's my sermon. So it's going to be a little bit shorter. We can go ahead and, you know, go home, maybe eat some leftovers from your barbecue yesterday. Light off a few of those old fireworks that you didn't get to shoot yesterday. And um, that's it. That's all. But here's where the plot twist happens. Dang it, there's a problem. <laughs> there's a problem. And they didn't talk about this a lot in the book. But as I was writing this, I knew it was true. Anybody see a problem here? I am, I'm actually looking for something kind of specific. Does anybody see a problem going on here? The problem is I have evil in my own heart. And if evil is going to be vanquished forever and destroyed, then maybe I'm in trouble. Dang, so close. 
So close to getting out of here early. But there's a problem. And maybe my sin wasn't malicious in intent. Maybe, maybe our sin is malicious in intent. Maybe it's not. But my anger and lust and impatience and my jealousy and my selfishness, the results of my sin have done evil in other people's lives, unfortunately. Now, maybe I didn't mean for it to go down like that, but it did. And it's hurt other people badly. And the enemy has used it for evil, right? Because we make these little little agreements with the evil one because we're rebellious. Our hearts are rebellious. So we make these little agreements. And, oh, I'm not going to really confront my own sin. That's just kind of how I am. And, And we make these little agreements and we keep doing the things that we do. But it hurts people. And the enemy has used it for evil. So it leaves us with a problem. (laughs) Leaves us with a problem. Because there is danger in thinking evil is only out there. Okay? When we think evil is only out there, it's that country. It's those people. It's ISIS. Evil is out there only. That's dangerous, guys. That's dangerous. Because it's in us, too. I saw this quote as I was listening to a couple other sermons and and kind of reading. I kept coming across this quote when it came to this. Um, Yeah. The line separating good and evil passes not through states, nor between classes, nor between political parties either, but right through every human heart and through all human hearts. (laughs) That was pretty good. That's the line of good and evil. It passes right through our own human hearts at times. So, what are we going to do with this? You know, there's these movies that I love and stories that I love where someone gives up their life for others. They're actually my favorite movies. They're my favorite movies. Braveheart is probably my favorite movie, but William Wallace gives up his life so that his countrymen can experience freedom and not have to deal with the tyranny and evil that is King Longshanks. Maximus in the movie Gladiator, another one of my favorite movies, he gives up his life so that Rome can fulfill its destiny and they won't have to deal anymore with the evil that is Caesar at the time. And I just saw a movie this past week, The End Game, the last Marvel movie. Tony Stark gives up his life so that Thanos will be destroyed. Great movie. The ending is awesome because there's like all this redemption that happens after evil is destroyed. I love those movies. When I see those movies and I hear those stories, something happens in my heart. It resonates. It comes alive and I'm like, yes. Yes, but somebody had to give up their life. Guys, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. We know that, right? The greatest story ever told 
that Jesus gave up his life for us so that when evil is ultimately destroyed, we won't be destroyed with it? He gave up his life. The greatest story ever told. I once heard that every great movie, every great story has a seed of the gospel in it. And you know why that is? Because it's a story written on our hearts. That's why that is. So, Romans 3, 21 through 24. I love this. God has set things right. (laughs) But in our time, something new had been added. What Moses and the prophets witnessed to all those years has happened. The God setting things right that we read about has become Jesus setting things right for us. Oh, man, I love that. And not only for us, but for everyone who believes in him. For there is no difference between us and them in this. Since we've compiled this long and scary and sorry record as sinners, both us and them, and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God wills for us, God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself, a pure gift. He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And he did it by means of Jesus Christ. Oh, that is such good news. Evil will be destroyed. It will be vanquished. We won't have to deal with it. And we won't be destroyed along with it because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. He took our sin. That's good news. What will it be like to never be assaulted, to be utterly free from accusations, to be completely free from all temptation and to the sabotage of our hearts, of our character? Not because we were able to resist it in a moment of great resolve, but because it no longer exists. (laughs) Think about that. What evils will, no longer, will you no longer have to deal with personally? How about your loved ones? How about your loved ones? No more physical affliction, emotional torment, abuse. To have broken relationships restored. Think about that. To have broken relationships restored. No more violence. Racism, bondage, addiction, hate. Jesus took it all. Jesus took it all. And our sin, he took it all. He wipes away the evil in our own lives if we trust in him so that ultimately we will not be destroyed when evil is destroyed. Oh, the unbelievable love that our Savior has for us so that we can experience the reward that Bob was talking about, so that we can experience the reward, the reward of living life free from the effects of evil. It's as if if God is saying in the scriptures, there it is. 
It's just a little bit further. I wasn't expecting this. It's as if he's saying it's just right there beyond the clouds. You got to trust me. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Let's stay the course. Let's stay the course. Because you're going to see the beauty when all things are going to be made new. Let's pray.